Hello and welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, naturopathic nutritional therapist and hormone enthusiast. If you want to learn how to rebalance your female hormones, regulate your menstrual cycle and reclaim your vitality, then you are in the right place. Each week I will be delving into different conditions such as PCOS, endometriosis, infertility, hypothyroidism, acne and hair loss. Stay tuned for interviews with expert guests, Q&As and solo episodes that are all intended to help you move from hormonal chaos to hormonal harmony. If you'd like to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, then you can email them to hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm really excited to share today's podcast episode. It's a little bit of a different style. We kind of just had a conversation. Um, My guest is Cheyenne Welton. She's known as the biohacking nurse. She's a registered nurse, avid traveler, and is known amongst the top 50 biohackers in the world. And she's got quite a bit of a health journey and it's quite similar to mine. So that's why I was drawn to her in the first place. As a young child, she faced several health issues like fatigue and depression later found out that she had mold illness and Lyme disease too. She spent nearly a decade studying with experts on the key to unlocking health. She discovered that it all revolves around one thing, you're only as healthy as your mitochondria. Cheyenne is passionate about bringing health insights onto how to hack your mitochondria, including biohacks for sleep, light, mood and detoxification. So definitely give her a follow on Instagram at the biohacking nurse. And yeah, I've been following her for a couple of years now and she was showing a lot of cool things. She was doing coffee enemas, saunas, nebulizers, nasal rinses because of her mold experience. So we kind of just had a really nice chat today in the episode. She shares her journey in more detail, what she's found to be the most effective things in her health journey, the importance of detoxification, ongoing, so not just a one-time thing, it needs to be ongoing just because of the modern world that we're living in what are the mitochondria and how to support them, how junk light and junk air affects our health. So we all hear about junk food, but the environment is super important. And we talk about that, things like circadian rhythm, sunlight, and um, common mistakes that people are making and things that she did, things that I did, that we want to prevent you from doing too. And yeah, things like saunas, supplements, we're both really into the Cellcore Biosciences products. So we mentioned a few of those, th- those things ongoing, like the Parasite stuff, the Oxygen products. These are all from Cellcore Biosciences, um, which you can access through either of our Instagram, I think, on the Instagram bio. If you're in the US, if you're in the UK, you can order through um, my UK dispensary called Amrita. That's on also linked in my Instagram bio as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed this. She is really positive and a great energy. Um, and I'm excited for what's to come from her in 2021, which she shares towards the end of the episode as well. So hope you enjoy it. And I hope you love Cheyenne as much as I do. Like I used to watch talks where they're like, take ashwagandha here and do this. And it was like, well, I have like a toxic overload. So I don't think that's going to like offset. So You've got like chronic mold illness, suppressing your immune system. A little bit of ashwagandha is not going to move the needle. Right. And so I've like super hardcore in detox for yeah. sure. Um, and parasites because a lot of people 
earlier this year, I was talking about mold and I'm not saying I'm an expert, but people label me as one because I'm actually giving like viable <laughs> solutions because exactly. people are like, why well, have SIRS? You know, I have SIRS. They'll be like, so I can't, you know, and I'm like, well, what are you, what's causing the SIRS? It's like, we have a low, like, I feel like we get in a lactic acidosis state with these pathogens and mold and then we have low oxygen and then we have low mitochondrial function and i could just go on and on about this but it's like what causes inflammation like that, that they're just like stopping there and it's like usually by the time you clean up toxins and infections your inflammation is getting better exactly so i was you can tolerate more food you can yeah live you can recover from workouts mm -hmm. and i was like just focusing on the pcos and like trying to reduce my androgens and boost my progesterone for so long and i could balance them i could manage them but it took a lot of effort and then i started to think okay this isn't normal that i have to take so many supplements and herbs and be on this res really restricted diet in order to feel normal and then I really believe that all of these hormone conditions are symptoms, usually of like chronic infections, chronic inflammation, mitochondrial toxicity. So it's like thrown me into the world of all of this stuff that you're talking about. You were one of the first accounts that I followed as well on talking about mold because I was, I found out that I had it last year and I was like, what the hell is this condition? I've never heard of it throughout nutrition school. And all of a sudden I started seeing it everywhere. I don't know if it's like, exploded or it's just becoming more recognized over the past couple of years in particular have you noticed that as well um i think mold is going to be like the next um big name and function mm -hmm. and um because it's really the root because think about think about the commonality of mold like everyone has a chance to be exposed to it um and just because they their immune system sees it or not like the hla dr gene they still can get sick from it so it's like the percentage is so high of being exposed to mold and then you go through life and then you get a parasite and then you go travel and you get something else and then like you become and then a trauma happens and then your whole immune system is wiped out and then the toxins go that's why i think like detox is a lifelong like journey um how are you feeling now from mold yeah i only moved from my previous home in june of this year so that was postponed for a while because of covid so i was like living in the home knowing that it was moldy which was like the most <laughs> stressful thing ever um because i knew that once i could get out of that my body could finally heal and that was like a roadblock that's holding me back and within a few days of moving i because with lockdown and being at that home all the time, not leaving the house, not going to the gym anymore, I literally felt like I had dementia in the, the final few months there. I couldn't string a sentence together. I was so inflamed. And within a few days of being in my new home, I could, I remember ringing someone on the phone and being able to just talk in sentences. And I was like, whoa, I usually had to like write everything down, like bullet points, what I wanted to say. And then I was like, oh my God, my brain is actually working again within a few days. And then since June, um, I did a post on this yesterday, like a before and after of my face. My face was so puffy, my eyes. Someone asked if I recently had my lips done 
And I was like, no, I've never had any work, but it's because before my face was so swollen, my lips were really tiny. <laughs> I was like, no, this is just how I do. This is like an amazing story yeah. though, because yeah. like people, like women think they're really stressed and that's like a hormone, like I'm losing my memory and then they just buzzword to hormones. Mm. And it's like the molding, I remember that. I was really swollen too. And I showed people like the, the journey of detoxing, how you're like, become you look different i know it's crazy um, and i've lost like 10 kilograms which is like 20 pounds of like water retention and inflammation since june oh my gosh yeah and i do i do mineral testing hgma testing my sodium was through the roof i was holding on to so much inflammation and water from that high sodium and i retested a couple of months ago and it's in normal range again so my body because i'd done all of that prep work for so long like i was eating the organic food i was doing the coffee enemas for years and years but um i think that set me up so that when i moved my results were like pretty quick my body was like that was the missing piece now i can finally heal do you think the toxicity is what held the sodium yeah yeah yeah, so I think my, um, I think the mycotoxins were damaging my kidneys, and at some point I actually had blood in my urine um, because of like kidney damage, and the doctors were like, "No, it's fine, it's normal." Like some people get it sometimes. I'm like, I'm literally bleeding here, um, so it must have got. That was like towards the end, so it's like getting pretty bad. Um, so I think my kidneys weren't filtering, and obviously my adrenals were wrecked because of that. So I just couldn't balance my my electrolytes and minerals properly well it is interesting because people with mold pee a lot like yeah. it's like yeah so i was like i was peeing all the time like waking up in the night but i was still so puffy and holding on to fluid at the same time it's like the opposite it's like both issues wow so you moved out did you ever test for another place or did you just feel like you could live at your new place yeah, so I, um, I'd already like bought this new place before I knew I had mold. So I was already moving anyway. So it just all happened at the right time. So I bought all new furniture, which was great. Um, and I didn't test my new place. Like people always ask me this, like, oh, that's, is that a good move? Like, do you feel comfortable? But this building was like brand, not brand new. It's like an old building, but it was completely ripped out from scratch. Like there's, I'm really... Um, certain there's no mold here and I've got the nose of a bloodhound now I can smell like mold from a mile away <laughs> which is kind of a blessing and a curse but I'm really obviously I'm healing anyway so it's a, a low mold environment so I feel pretty comfortable doing that but um, if I was moving to like a, another older house I would probably retest but I didn't and I'm fine I know and that was kind of my journey too and it was so confusing to people and I get it like for families it's more stressful but you are the best meter for your reactions exactly. like getting out of the house and you feel better um and and that's important too because some houses have high vocs from like brand new paint and they're going to look at a new home or a um, home for sale and they're like oh i'm reacting to it mm. like it's still like if you can live in brand new paint for a while then go for it if not you know what i mean and that's yeah. why i really started looking at the environment because i was really really sick of um just the complexities of mold and people like not even looking at the environment mm -hmm. yeah that's what i was doing like eating this great diet and 
removing one more food or adding an extra serving of broccoli every day wasn't gonna like be the game changer it was like the air that i was breathing we overlook this huge thing we think about like what we're putting in hydration wise food wise but not thinking about the quality of the air that we're breathing well i had to really simplify those things because i ended up really underweight from mold yeah tell Um, me your journey because i know that you struggled with mold lime etc but tell me because you've had these issues since you were like a child haven't you on and off yeah so i think i had like a lime related and and parasite infection because i grew up with horses Mm -hmm. and i remember being barefoot and like basically running around um i had a low immune system low energy level and i think it was just dealing with chronic infections and then throughout life you would cycle because parasites cycle they give off a lot of other bacteria they can suppress immune function and so i kind of was cyclical for a long time i got into more natural health saw a naturopath worked on food allergies it helped a little And then when I was probably like graduating from nursing school, I got really, really sick um, and stressed. And I didn't know anything about mold toxicity at the time, but I was living in a garage, um, somewhat like a garage renovated into a house. And I don't think it was properly like done by any means. And I was getting like horrific chest pain. horrific um the brain fog that's scary where you're like calling people and you're like I'm not okay yeah um and I was it was five minutes from the beach so it was probably way more humid and going to have mold mm-hmm. and I still didn't know that and that was years ago and then when I left I got better but I hadn't made the connection yet because I was like not thinking about my environment and then um years later i but you just because you leave doesn't mean you detox the mold so right i'm carrying all the mycotoxins for years again because i don't know the value of binders sweating at that point i wasn't consistent with detox i was just trying to live a normal life right it's like take some digestive enzymes and then um my partner and I at the time we moved into a renovated home and we thought it was great and but it was like from the 1930s and a lot of homes in England are like really old yeah mine was like from the 1890s like an old Victorian house and the UK just overall is moldy and damp (laughs) yeah well then I've got nothing on you but um basically we we both got sick and he was healthy so I was like what's going on all the emotional stress and turmoil was just like too much to bear i feel like i'm still recovering from the emotions of of what happened um but one day i was getting chest pain like i had to go to the er like it's almost a heart attack feeling um and i was like i remember that feeling from years ago and i was like i think i'm living in mold like i just had that mm-hmm. Because those really, really sharp symptoms, I don't think are an infection problem as much as a toxin problem. That's crazy how like everyone, like it might be mold, people can be living in the same household, but one person's got the chest pain, one person's got the um, mast cell histamine issues, one person's got chronic inflammatory bowel syndrome and depression. 
it's crazy how like one thing can have such wide ranging effects that's why it's called the great mimicker isn't it yeah i think the great mimicker is bold it's not lyme disease um there's a lot of people with lyme bacteria i think it's really old old bacteria um they've even dated it to like bc times so our modern day toxicity issues are causing this so basically the day i moved out i opened a cabinet that i hadn't opened and there was like gray mold growing along the cement just like everywhere and i was like this is proof (laughs) yeah and it was next to my bedroom like it was going it was close and if it's on the cement you've got a like systemic issue going on and i didn't even go down in the crawl space that's one of my biggest tips to people is go in your crawl space you'll find a lot about why you have health issues that's where yeah that's where ours was like we were on like a terrace victorian house and we were on the end terrace so we had this crawl space we could literally crawl across the whole street um which was cool but that flooded a few years back seemingly when these health issues started it wasn't dealt with correctly and then um even if my family had never had mold issues you can think of how many people have lived there prior with it being built in the 1890s so crawl spaces i'm never going to live in a house with a crawl space ever again yeah i mean there can be healthy crawl spaces um they're better than a basement because if you have a basement you're you're absorbing what the crawl space would as far as moisture Mm -hmm. so it's not always a bad thing because even if you have a slab with no crawl space if you don't have proper drainage like and it's not running off it's still seeping into the home you feel like you become a building biologist from like your (laughs) research yeah, I actually have a really good friend, an expert, um, who we're going to work together on a course because this is just like stuff I had to learn while I was stressed, while I was sick. And then Same everyone, here. I feel like that's where my brand actually started to really make a shift is I was talking about these things and I helped a lot of people decide not to purchase a house. I was about to purchase the house again this year. And, um, they said there was no mold and I had my building biologist come and do air quality. Like he has thousand dollar meters. He ran mold tests and he ran air quality. The VOCs are off the charts um, just from like new paint, but also like cheap renovations. And then VOCs are going to harm the immune system too, right? They're going to cause a lot of oxidative stress. And then the mold issue, he gets down and um he runs a mold test in the crawl space and there were mycotoxins that cause cancer there were mycotoxins that cause um birth defects so like thinking you know i'm in my child bearing age years i'm like that would have been my first home starting my journey like that the one that i had off the charts was the mycophenolic acid so that one's oh. used as like a organ transplant rejection drug so I was literally taking medication from the air that I was breathing. No wonder my immune system was suppressed. I think I tested my, because I did like a Lyme panel around the time as well, um, Lyme and co-infections. My natural killer cells were like zero um, and I had the Borrelia as well. But I, on the same page, that the Lyme oftentimes isn't the problem. It's the mold that's the issue. Once you knock that out, like people spend years and decades doing antibiotics and like harsh treatment. but 
if they have mold, then they're never going to get better. So yeah, mold. And then, so basically too, with like, I want to hop into the nasal biome because I feel when you are going after and binding a lot and you're like, oh, I'm cleaning up my gut. We have like a nasal biome that causes, you know, you're going to drip, but it's going to go into Mm -hmm. your lungs or it's going to go down the esophagus to the stomach and cause, I think, leaky gut syndrome Mm -hmm. and parasite overgrowth and um like constantly reinfecting yourself i see the same with the mouth like people doing gut protocols but they don't don't address the oral microbiome and they have cavities they have amalgams and they're fixing their gut over and over again and they're still ending up with chronic SIBO chronic um infections leaky gut and it's because they've not addressed the mouth like the first part of digestion yeah um so i think when i was living in mold um nasal rinsing was really important and then after you move out you're going to keep nasal rinsing up to a year i would say because when i stopped nasal rinsing um i was good for a few months and then this summer i was re-exposed to mold in a car i bought and i still wasn't nasal rinsing even though i figured out there was mold i cleaned up the car but that was like a re-exposure and something that my immune system was like i don't like this i've had a lot of issues with this so and was it um, just that symptom that came back because i know that i was i've only ex- been exposed um once since i moved and i was i was visiting my pt my personal trainer she was usually at the gym but she's moved into like this new um well it's an old mill like an, an old building nearby and as soon as i saw where it was i was like oh this isn't a good sign it was downstairs so it's underground and i could see the mold like on the ceiling on the walls so I could smell it and I was like, oh, this isn't good. But I'd obviously paid for the session and I had a, an hour in there. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll survive. After that time, I was fine. So then I went back the next week. And after that session, my body must have been like, nope, you're not going back again because I was majorly depressed. And I've not had depression in years. Um, within a few hours, I was just crying uncontrollably. My brain, it felt like a demon had taken over my brain. from mold exposure i was exhausted we hadn't even done that much in the workout so that's the only real flare up and exposure that i've had um, since i moved and it's i think my body's like hyper reactive to mold now hopefully that settles down so i don't want to be that restricted moving forward but what type of symptoms did you get like nasal rinsing or like I was doing, um, I've actually stopped for a little while, but you've just motivated me to keep going with that, at least for another few months. I was doing the X-Clear nasal spray. Uh Which ones do you like? Um, I've actually used um, Hydroxygen from Cellcore. You don't want to overuse it because it's like really low pH and I think it's, and it can burn, but it can kind of calm down like an inflammatory like effect. And then, um, how do you do that though? Like, do you have to buy a separate applicator? It's obviously, yeah, I performance buy, um, let me, or is it a nebulizer? I'll grab it. Okay. So, something like this off Amazon is just like a great oh, tool. Right, yeah. And like the neti pots as well. Could you do it in that? Yeah, I just like these for travel mm. better because you're not going to break them. Mm-hmm. And always when you're done, just empty and dry them out. Yeah. But I'll just put like a little bit of distilled or purified water and then add like one drop of oxygen. Okay. Um, I, I've had a lot of recent 
stress in my life. And so I just think that my immune system is like, Hey, I need some help here. And so I've gotten back to nasal rinsing the last month or so. And sometimes five minutes after a nasal rinse, like my brain shifts. So I've even noticed that taking the oxygen, like that orally, it has such a big impact. So I'm guessing bypassing the whole digestion, just going straight for the nose, it's going to be more powerful. Yeah. I like it internally. And then you can rub oxygen Mm. on carotid and the back of the neck for Mm -hmm. really bad brain fog. Cause I, I do believe that mold shuts down cellular respiration and you're a little bit desperate for oxygen and oxygen is what feeds the mitochondria so you have this big mitochondrial disruption and i think that's why mycotoxins are one of the biggest causes of chronic illness because if you don't have oxygen like how are you going to heal most of these infections thrive off that terrain and that's why people are going to get ozone right because ozone splits off into one molecule to go kill and then O2 oxygenates the body. So they get like a kill and an oxygenated effect. Um, but it's really expensive and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to, can't have access to a clinic. I did it for years and I think the, the hydroxygen is a great alternative to boost the oxygen levels. And I'm both right. We both use a lot of the cell core products or the microbe formulas line. Um, and I love how their stuff is based on like actual root cause issues. And I think, am I right, that hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen are like the three building blocks for our bodies. So everyone's very focused on trace minerals like zinc and magnesium, like tiny little things in the body, which are obviously important. But if we've not got adequate carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen in the body, we're not going to be able to repair or function or do anything really. So I love that aspect of them and I love the oxygen product. Yeah. And like hydrogen helps our nanomotors and the electron transport chain. And so they're doing other things. They're like, everyone's obsessed with molecular hydrogen right now. Like it's really common and they're like, but the products have hydrogen in them. They have carbons in them for that life sustaining. And that's why you have those building blocks because you're so depleted from these infections. And it's all about driving up the energy while you, like that's why I practice mitochondrial hacks every day because ultimately, like if I want to go off of killing protocols or whatever, I'm going to keep working on the energy part. So maybe a next time a protocol is more effective. You know, I think we all need to be parasite cleansing like four times a year if we have chronic symptoms, if, if we're not like twice a year to stay healthy and to stay like, you know, a healthy immune system. Yeah. In this modern toxic world, we have to like keep up and there's cultures still who parasite cleanse regularly. We do it to animals. So we need to do it for ourselves. I've just finished up my three month parasite cleanse and feel amazing. Obviously it's hard to tell what's caused the biggest change because I've changed so many things in the past six months um, or since I moved. But the parasite thing was key because it's hard for you to actually address the mold until the parasites are wiped out. Have you got any parasite stories? Yeah, I think that's a point to make because I think once you, like if we were to simplify this for people, even though it can seem really complex, is clean up your environment. Like if you are getting sick, 
and you can't move. You can air purify, you can open windows, you can stay with others. When you move out, you're gonna be detoxing mold for a while. But I think the parasites and the way they affect liver function um, can really give your body this boost of energy because like, for example, when I moved out and then started Paris, I didn't get my energy back until I started parasite cleansing, even mm-hmm. though I was out cold. I don't know if you feel yeah. that way. Yeah. Like that's, if you've got these chronic infections, stealing your nutrients, zapping your energy all day, every day, your, your body doesn't have the, the ability to detox. Like you need some reserves, some energy, some nutrients to actually fuel liver detoxification. So if you've got parasites, it's going to be very difficult for you to do that. And I think what's really sad in this industry is one, no, not enough people are talking about mold in your environment. And then two, there's no great testing for parasites. Mm-hmm. So then I know. a lot of people just aren't getting solutions. Or they're like, oh, I, I've had a stool test and it came back negative for parasites. So that doesn't apply to me. And I'm like, if you, Dr. Todd, if you've got a pulse, you've got a parasite. I totally back that. Well, and I had a perfect GI map when I was mm. sick, it's to, except a low SIG A. Like, I knew I didn't have beneficial bacteria, but a perfect GI map. So my doctor's treating me as, oh, your gut's fine. And I have, I go on parasite cleansing the next year and I'm seeing massive worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I think just the power of detoxification versus expensive testing. That's not even picking up some of the pathogens causing disease. Agreed. I'd rather you spend that 200, 300 pounds or dollars on treatment yeah. rather than a test. So with your journey with parasites, like what do you feel like, cause I, I have a lot of people who parasite cleanse and they don't really see, sometimes people don't see the end goal or they're like, how long do I have to do this? Um, what was your experience and how will you keep using it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be doing it at least a couple of times a year, just ongoing. Cause I noticed such a big difference and I've done like 50 gut protocols in my life and parasite cleanses and like leaky gut protocols before. And some of them might help, some of them cause die off because I didn't know that I had mold at the time. So it's just like stirring up all of this toxicity in my body. But within three days of just adding para one, I literally had to pull a worm out of my butt. <laughs> and I'd never like seen anything before. Um, I'd felt some benefits, but to actually see something come out, I was like, oh my God, this stuff works. Yep. I remember that actually. It was so long ago. I don't remember the funny story. Mm. I knew it was going to happen because I'd seen the pictures, I'd read the reviews, I'd spoke to people about it, and I expected it to happen. When it, but when it happens, you're like, oh no! I literally said, oh no, when I was on the toilet. But that yeah. kind of opened the floodgates. So for the, I think it was cyclical. So every like ten days or so, which is common with parasites, one would come out, but they'd get like smaller and smaller every single time so then towards the end like I finished up a couple of weeks back um I didn't really see anything towards the end but I was also doing coffee enemas regularly right. so they're probably coming out with those as well but right. um I wasn't doing it for the digestive so people ask like why do I do it why would you do a parasite cleanse um just the fact that I'm a human on earth the fact that I've been traveling the fact that um I had my thing was like skin issues for a while so like chronic acne so there's a huge like gut skin connection, but it was really my histamine and mast cell reactions that re- um, led me towards parasites because they stimulate that TH2 
immune system, allergic, inflammatory um, arm of the immune system. So I was like very high histamine, MCAS issues. Um, and it's hard to say like at this point whether that's gone or not because I've not really tested it out. I've not really had any flare did, like did you do like a whole blood histamine or how? No, you so just based off symptoms. So I, again, was it like paying thousands of pounds for testing or just going off of symptoms? The fact that I was having seizures, I was having um, like hives. I was just classic mast cell activation. Well, I'm glad you're saying this because I get like a lot of messages every day. I have MCAS, MCAS. So that was like the newest diagnosis that a lot of MDs were giving as like here, here's another thing to focus on. And it, and it's caused some craziness because it's like, well, what is causing the MCAS? Exactly. If you're going to avoid a ton of foods, you're already restricting mm -hmm. yourself again. We're getting into like basically a nutrient deficient yeah. Uh, you know like, already like the histamine removal helped that helped me just like stay less inflamed but if i was to just stay on that diet i'd just develop new sensitivities and i'd just become more restricted and it's really dangerous did you find any stabilizers to help while you were parasite cleansing um quercetin was really helpful to me holy basil or tulsi um vitamin or vitamin d but the the diet thing i wasn't eating a ton of high histamine food so it was pretty well regulated on its own and the fact that the cell core products are very gentle um that also helped because in the past i've done like really harsh gut protocols and i'd get a flare up but i think just being out of the mold doing the coffee enemas like helped me detox better so that i wasn't getting a huge reaction during the cleanse well para three that's when you say it para three uses holy basil yeah. so how did you tolerate parathyroid? Yeah, I was really like hesitant to add that in. So I did the para one for a couple of months. Um, and then I added in para two, everything was going good. But I was worried with the para three because it was alcohol based. And I usually reacted to alcohol herbal tinctures. I had issues with um, salicylate intolerance as well. So, like any herbal, elderberry, things like that, I would get highs from. So I was I added that in at the very end for a couple of couple of months, but I tolerated it fine. Like I had no reactions at all. Um, recently, they've added in the hydroxygen to it, haven't they? So I think that's maybe helped. Yeah. Make it a little less um, problematic. And there are ways around it, like burning off the alcohol if needed. Yeah. But yeah. I was I was fine with it. I had to burn off the alcohol. So just for everyone yeah. that's listening. If you have a tincture and you really want to take it, you can put it in, add hot water and let it sit for, I just let it sit for like 15 minutes. Yep. And then you can also add a little bit of binders. Yes. Um, and that's well tolerated, especially with these really sensitive people who really do need para three. I feel like it's a little scary to introduce, but once you find a sweet spot, like some have to take it with meals because mm -hmm. they have so much parasitic reaction with meals and that's why they're having histamine intolerance um these parasites are like eating your food and pooping out their toxins and it's causing this like systemic inflammation and so para 3 i think is great for mold illness but it's just you know working on those drainage pathways mm -hmm. getting it open and liver flukes, liver flukes are really causing like liver congestion. And that's where we get rid of mycotoxins. So that's why parasites have to be addressed. Yeah. That's probably why you felt so much better. And like, I have to routine parasite cleanse because 
you know, you've been toxic for so long by living in a toxic environment that you're just like, Hey, I got to constantly clean up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I noticed a huge, I used to get like pains in my, um, under my right rib after eating fatty foods, even like coconut yogurt, I would get like pains. I'd feel nauseous. I'd get um, burping and reflux. So my liver was like really backed up for years. So obviously getting my liver going with mold detox, the binders really helped, Tudka and the coffee enemas have been a lifesaver. I think I've done at least one a week for the past two years. And only recently my body said, you don't need to do them anymore. So yeah. like it's, I've got to the point where they serve the, the role. I'll probably rely on them if I get a little bit of food poison or something in the future because they were like one of the biggest game changers for me personally with my health. But yeah, my body's just like, you're better. Like everything's good. You don't need to do them anymore. The binders, you mean? The uh, enema. Oh, the enema. So I was doing yeah, the enema I like for two years and only in the past couple of weeks, I've not done them. So I've not needed them. I know. I kind of got that way too. And then you kind of forget it's because your body's just naturally dealing with the toxic load better. Like I'll do saunas now routinely just to like relax and it's great for your emotional health. Yeah. Yeah, I see you in your on your Instagram stories, just in your little pod. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I actually, when I was mold toxic, I saw black spots on my towel, like for oh, the first few oh months. <laughs> yeah, it and for your skin. I, what? It comes out through your skin. Yeah, and that's just like a really so a lot of mold toxic or just chronic mitochondrial dysfunction. They don't sweat well, mm -hmm. and that's because. That tells you, you know, your your drainage pathways. One of your, one of them is sweat, and if you don't sweat well, like you're gonna probably have a more toxic burden issue. And the relax on is, I like sweated in the first five minutes when I tried it at a functional medicine show, and I was like, "What? I have not sweated." It was almost uncomfortably uncomfortable for me to go in wood saunas with my head in it because I wasn't sweating, so I was getting mm. too hot, and that's like too much stress around the body, like. A lot of people ask me about why I do like cold plunging and things. You can do it to your tolerance, but you don't want to like push your body too much. We want a stressor that's called hormesis. It kind of like takes your mitochondria to the gym. But when I have someone that says they can't take cold showers, it tells me that they don't have very good mitochondrial dysfunction because they can't even handle that stress. So as you get healthier and as I've detoxed my life, like, you know, I can tolerate fasting. I can, like, that's a sign of mitochondrial function. I can tolerate cold therapy, cold plunging, you know, sauna therapy. I think that's where a lot of people are, like, trying to put themselves in, like, a one-size-fits-all. And that's why, like, I, I really like to teach you things that are going to help you just build. Do you love coffee, but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS, and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold-free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores. Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, 
I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, or suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, the ratio can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics, the regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. This is all stuff that we as humans were designed to do. Like we would go periods of time without food. That was normal. We didn't have like 24 hour McDonald's open <laughs> or like the, court, the shop open that we can just go and get food or delivery like on our phone within five minutes. We had periods of feast and famine. We would swim in the cold lakes. We would have been sweating and being outside in the sun, which I know you're like huge on. So we've just lost touch with that. And no wonder we're like sicker than ever just in our little boxes indoors all day, every day. Well, you know, what's really interesting about the morning sun routine. And I was like kind of researching why it was helping me so much this summer. Um, and mold, um, Richie Shoemaker like runs labs, um, about, and there's one called MSH. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's melanocyte stimulating hormone and it's always tanked with lime and mold. And I was looking at morning sun and light therapy and that's what raises it back up. And without taking supplements, I'm Ooh, like, what? I was like, this, this is why, like, I had some people that were doing morning sun and all their symptoms went away. Oh my God. The fact in the UK though, we don't have morning sun. <laughs> I know, but that's why you incorporate red light therapy. Yes. Um, so, and that also helps with nitric oxide and mm-hmm. blood flow, which is like, really good. I think that's why we feel so good in the sun. Um, your hormones boost your circulation. Like you can, you can even on red light or in the sun, look at your veins start to dilate and move blood flow, move toxins. It's a part of like detox. And we're always inside under junk light. That's I talk about junk light and junk air because that's what makes our body like, I, you know, I can't detox. I'm being bombarded. Like you're not going to be in a in an environment. If I could work all day outside, I would. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> I know, but I'm super excited. Um, we started building a biohacking cabin. 
Oh my God. That is, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had the vision because, um, I had been really stressed the last few months with life changes, like personal and emotional and career changes. And, um, I would go to the cabin and experience like just this calm and peace. And there's a few reasons why you're not around EMF. So pine trees block, um, EMF, like you can even have it with a meter. Um, so you're, that's why people can prescribe forest therapy in some countries. Literally some doctors are like, you're going to go on hikes every day and like, don't have your cell phone blasting you at EMF, turn yourself on an airplane mode, you know? And so I went up there, I had it, um, tested for mold. And then we put in, like, we ripped up all the carpets. Um, we had it cleaned out HEPA vacuum. HEPA vacuum is really important for mold toxicity. And we put in like the best air purifiers. So we made it like the purest air we could, cleanest environment. It's all wood, so there's no formaldehydes and BSCs. And then we hardwired the internet so that we're not like, you know, going there for the no EMF benefit and then we're like blasting yeah. with Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited because I think that our environment can actually just completely change your health within a matter of days. And I want people to experience it. So we're working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to come. (laughs) I'm actually working on, um, with being like one of the first, you know, biohacking retreat centers that you can come and stay and just literally learn how to biohack and learn what it feels like when it's all put together for you. Especially people who are wanting to detox from mold, if they just pack their bags, live there for a month, and really see if it's the the home that's the problem. Because if you feel better when you're out, if you feel worse when you go home, that's a pretty clear sign that your house is a problem. Well, I think for the biohacking cabin, it'll be a little harder to tell because we limited EMF and everything. So you're gonna feel great no matter. But it, it teaches people the way the body can truly function again. And we, if we get closer to nature, like that's why we're this hat, stay grounded because we are the closer to nature is our best biohack. Yes. Like, why do we have all these biohacking tools? Red light. Oh, we're trying to mimic the sun. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. So it's stop relying on products, just like get back to where they were inspired but, from. That's also why I love biohacking because in a modern world, like we have to take certain tools and apply them if you want to like actually not be like a hermit in the woods. You know, we can hardwire hardwire our computers at home so that we're not blasting with EMF and radiation, which, you know, as much as people want to ignore it, like I challenge people do an EMF reset if you can and notice your symptoms. I feel like mold toxicity, your treatment can be cut in half if you're doing um, an EMF detox. Agreed. And in my previous home, I did that test before I was moving. I was like, let me start turning off the Wi-Fi at night. I track my biohacker as well with the aura aura ring. Um, Within the first night of me turning off the Wi-Fi box at night, my deep sleep like doubled. I really had low REM sleep for years on end. And that was really strange. I was thinking, what could be causing that? Turns out it was mold. I never dreamt. Um, I never felt fully rested, even though I was getting eight, nine hours of sleep. I never had over an hour REM sleep, which was really weird. But 
within the first night of turning off the Wi-Fi, everything improved. Um, and then I later learned the huge connection, how Wi-Fi explodes mold mycotoxin production, increases mast cell activation. So now, yeah, that's a really key thing for me, keeping my phone away from my body as much as possible. And I work online, so I'm like, Ugh, I wish there was a way around that, but you have to do the best that we can. We can't live completely secluded forever. Yeah, and we've measured like hardwiring and you can have you can have a work sanctuary, yep. you can have a sleep sanctuary, at least like that's what you're doing most of your life. We sleep one third of our lives, right? So we really want to create a sleep sanctuary. And then work, we're working the other probably two thirds, to be honest, like we work more than we're with our families, more so than often. Creating a work sanctuary so you don't come home tanked and exhausted and i think that's why i love biohacking because we're always looking at ways to optimize so that really like why do we want to be healthy so we can help others be with our families help our families be healthy like that's why i love this movement and i love connecting with people like you who like have been on a similar journey like we're all biohacking mm -hmm. <laughs> we're all trying to improve and we're using tools to empower ourselves so the power of the internet, even though it has its negatives, like gets to connect people like you and me. I was going to ask about any other like sleep um, kind of biohacks or tools. I know people have like the chili pads, so like the cold things under the bed or um, what's the other one, like biomats, so like acupressure mats, biomats, like any other tools that we've not mentioned that you love? So for sleep, I actually, the best biohack is your light situation. Mm. So um, you can even disrupt your circadian rhythm by getting up and turning on the bathroom light. So mm -hmm. what you can do for uh, one, you know, getting on Amazon, getting some blue blockers, like you don't have to pay an arm and a leg. If you, there's ones called UVEX, U-V-E-X, they're $10, they're blue blockers. They're not stylish, they're kind of heavy, they're not fun, but that's a great start. There's companies out there with really stylish ones, like sometimes I'll wear them out to a late dinner because I know like if I, the, the nights that I do not blue block or experience some sort of like red light or dim light, like my sleep scores are like in the 70s and with red light and blue blocking, they're in the 90s. It's super obvious. Um, and then you can actually buy like red bulbs so the things you're using at night, like frequent lights, just put in a red bulb instead of your bright lights. Um, and this is probably the biggest hack that most um, most of the world's missing because we we live in a technology age, and it's it's not just about blue blocking. Our skin has photoreceptors, like so. If I'm blue blocking and then my whole face and everything's being exposed to my TV, like I'm still my body's like so what time of day is it like you talked about ancestral health and it's like we lived in a time where and ancestrally like you went asleep after the fire was done well what's the fire it's red light and that's why when people go camping they have the best sleep of their life they start ovulating again they get their period back because that has an effect on our hormones so if you didn't have the TV and the Netflix and the room lighting, you probably wouldn't be awake till 11 p.m. at night. So I camped almost every weekend this summer. That's funny you say that. And I had probably the best health of my life. Why? Resinking circadian. I was waking up with the sun, no EMFs. 
um, no blue light. We were watching fire at night. You wake up with the sun. So the morning sun trick I was talking about to reset the circadian, the hormones, because sun gives you serotonin, turns into melatonin to sleep. Like I, I, I've had people who are like, I finally am sleeping. And how do you get over? Cause I know with me, especially with mold and now knowing about Lyme disease, when I'm out in nature, I'm like always thinking about ticks when I'm in old buildings, I'm always thinking about mold exposure. And it's good that I have this awareness and I'd rather know about it than not because it does affect health in some ways. But how do you kind of deal with the stress of, of knowing all of this stuff, but sometimes not being able to control everything? So I totally get what you're saying for, for nature and the effects of nature and how much benefit it has, I would never trade it for the fear I have, but there are some things being around ticks that you want to make sure to wear pants, even if it's hot, wear pants and a sports bra, like cover your legs and, you know, look up a natural tick spray, spray it everywhere and then carry herbals on you. Like the Cellcor, um, IS4, um, is bar is boost like take those camping be empowered take the hydroxygen for topical application if you do get bit um you know we had a tick bite last year and i posted a guide because there was nothing really on the internet about it at the time and i was like calling all my professional friends and i put kind of some pieces together and they wanted to they wanted to treat him for covid because he had a fever and i knew he had a tick bite like i had to be empowered to be like oh my gosh and once you go in the hospital he's going to be treated for that and i can't help him because i can't go in and so we did a lot of things that i've learned on my journey naturally and i had those things on hand and in three days like his you know we used coffee enemas to beat the fever and the aches and the pains and we used, I used a little bit of IV therapy, like vitamin C, like fluids, you know. And so it was pretty amazing. And I, a few people messaged me this summer and they used that quick recovery guide. And they're like, I feel so empowered. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. So that's on your website? It's actually on my Instagram. Okay. Um, I made a tick recovery guide. Um, just talking more about how to use the products. And I don't know. I just, nature this year. The benefits kind of outweigh any potential risks. And if we do get exposed, if you're taking care of yourself, the majority of the time, if you have these first aid tools on hand, then you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And growing in like a quick pair, you know, we talk about parasite cleansing to boost the immune system. Like after you get bit by a tick or a weird spider rash, like go on a parasite cleanse, give your body some immune boosting benefits. Right now you can look up even with what's going on within the world, the virus, you can look at parasite um, treatment for the effective treatment of SARS virus. Mm, so yeah, if you're in a TH2 dominus from parasites, your viral replication goes up. Yeah, Just true. like with steam bar. I mean, I've had people have parasite cleanse at the Epstein bar is like not a big issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are like tackling that year after year, like trying to get rid of the Epstein bar, but you can't get rid of it. You just have to have a healthy, strong immune system that keeps it in check. Well, viruses are opportunistic 
you know, they're going to sit within the body and come out when, you know, you're stressed, you're sick, just like flu season. Why? I think flu season is what it is because what are we doing? Oh, we're staying indoors more. We're not moving our bodies, our circadian rhythms off. Eating more sugar and alcohol. Yeah. Holiday, you know, hangovers. And it's just like, that's, um, even the time change recently kind of messed with my circadian. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like dark at 4 PM. Um, so yeah. depressing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I went through a little bit of a challenge cause I was feeling so well from, you know, the summer circadian hacks and I've just had to like really be mindful. Um, but I'm excited to get I got a little lazy on my hacks because I was using a lot of nature and now I have to be really mindful in the home. And, um, I'm kind of working on some winter hacks and like see how it affects me and then be able, you know, be able to share it because I truly believe your everyday lifestyle changes is what keeps you out of the doctor. It keeps your mental health like as best as we can be what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And I know that for you, that when you said that you had a lot of stress recently, I've seen you on Instagram doing EFT and tapping and how important emotional work has been for you personally. Could you talk about the connection? Like, which would you start with? Would you start with parasite cleansing and the diet stuff? Ideally both, but which is most important in your opinion? What's really interesting, and I'm taking a course right now on emotional health and clearing because I feel like I had a lot of tools in the detox world, but I noticed looking back, I was getting emotional help during the detox intuitively. I was like, you know, trying to make changes because when you have parasites, you actually are going to have a lot of, um, you have to ask who are the parasites in your life. So (laughs) this is crazy. And I've seen this a lot, but after people parasite cleanse, they leave toxic jobs, relationships. And, um, I personally left a relationship after parasite cleansing. And because I knew I just needed, you know, to make changes in my life. Same with mitochondrial function, like what's draining you. So when you go through emotional traumas and what happened this last month to me is, um, I've been surrounded by a lot of people, you know, the last year and I was really handling COVID really well, right? I still had a great community. Um, and I ended up leaving to pursue more of myself and I didn't know why. And I was like, I'm going to pursue, um, just leaving your my- job as a nurse. Yeah. Okay. And, um, a full-time gig. And I just felt like I needed to pursue the biohacking nurse. Like I was like, I don't know why, but I'm like, I, I needed more time cause it was starting to take more time than my job. And what happened is I became very alone, very fast, right? Cause you're not around people, you're not getting, and then what's happening with the world with COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, the last time that I was really, really sick in my life, I was alone. And so being alone and the trauma of that, I was learning in my emotional class last night, those pathogens and toxins have a memory with them. They have an emotion. And so if I'm going through those emotions of being alone, what's happening to my pathogen load again? So that's actually what happened. I had like, I had symptoms of COVID. I had a viral outbreak, um, kind of just chest cold. I didn't, uh, I didn't get tested. I called the nurse by that time and she said no, but, um, I had strange symptoms. I, I was dealing with loneliness, grief, which is stored in the lungs. 
And then once I could like get a hold of my mindset again and use some of the tools, like I recovered. So I was like, this is so related to emotions. Like I had extra tools, but the stress um, and, and lowering my immune system. And so the last month, like I'm really alone. Right. And then I'm like, Oh, it's time to parasite cleanse again. Because when I was alone way back when the last time I was like spending a lot of time by myself was four years ago, you know, that's, that's a long time to like get used to something else. And so now like, I'm not in a relationship anymore. I'm not depending on a job to keep my emotions like going. And so this has been a really interesting journey and a time for growth for me personally to be like, okay, pairing. I like what you said. I like pairing them, like pairing detox mm-hmm. with emotions because when the body moves and pathogens die off, like emotions are coming with them. Yeah. sometimes like if you're chronically inflamed, you have all of these infections, it can be really hard for you to actually like process those emotions and like deal with the limiting beliefs and traumas in your life. But then the other way around as well, if you're eating terribly, you're not going to the bathroom every day, you can't get those out either. So it needs a little bit of physical health and working on the emotions at the same time for the best results. So thank you for sharing that. That's really vulnerable. Yeah. And just like part of draining toxins has to do with your organs and each organ has an emotion. So every day think about maybe an emotion that's affecting you. Um, Think about something that replaces it and meditate on that and do some EFT, whatever you need to do. And your, your drainage organs will work better. Like your bowel movements, your liver, um, your liver flow, your kidneys, your brain, even brain fog can get, can improve your brains and organs. Yeah. So if you've got chronic IBS, you've removed gluten, cleaned up your diet, done some parasite cleansing it's still there it could be i think the stomach is feelings of worry um, not feeling safe in the world so it could be an emotional connection so i'm always pushing people to dig deeper there's always an answer your body isn't failing you there's a reason for your symptoms and that's why people get ulcers because stomach is yes. worry and True. your thumb actually is stomach so that's why toddlers suck ah, their thumb. interesting that's yeah. really cool And I'm interested with you moving forward now with these new changes in your life, like what is to come from the biohacking nurse? So I really want to be a resource for a lot of bringing in experts, like showing, showing, um, the, my audience, like that you can hack and heal in your home. It has a lot to do with your environment. I think changing your terrain, your outer and internal environment simultaneously is very, very effective. Um, I still study under people trying to get better with clients. Um, but I really like a group and a community and that's what I'm more working towards. I really like, you know, just getting on the phone with you today and on zoom, it's like, we are reminded the things we do. We learn from each other. Like we all have great tips and knowledge and I feel like it's better in a community. Um, and then this, Next year, 2021, um, a friend and I are founding Biohacking Women's Summit. So we're really excited. I, I really want to bring the biohacking more to the women in this world. It's a very male-dominated industry. <laughs> and, you know, we're not waking up every day being like, oh, 6 a.m., bulletproof <laughs> coffee, red light. Like, it doesn't for- work. I've tried it and failed miserably. Women don't function that way. Women are intuitive. They're emotional. 
like some of our best biohacks are emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm really excited. And I had this vision of just kind of the things that I ran into this year and um, bringing that together and featuring experts for people so that they can just choose and get the information that they need. Because I think that's one of the biggest parts of your health journey is like learning and applying and seeing what works for you. That sounds amazing. So I'm so excited for that myself. And it's so true with the whole, all, like even research studies on um, keto diets, intermittent fasting, a lot of it is done on men and postmenopausal women because they can't like study things like that with women who are potentially going to fall pregnant. Men are on this 24 hour cycle. They can do the same things day in, day out. Women, we're more of a 28 day cycle. So we're different every week of the month, every day of the week, pretty much. (laughs) I love that you said that. Like, I think the intermittent fasting and just the over like doing the diets, I just can't imagine. I feel like when we clean up our terrain, we can better digest food. We can, when we're emotional health comes to balance. Like I still love eating like mostly grain free, but there's times where I'm eating what whatever I want, except gluten because of Hashimoto's, but I don't know. I, I, I really agree with that. Same here. I came into this world as a nutritionist, like very diet focused. And now I'm like, diet is important, but it's not everything. It's the yeah. environment, people you're surrounding yourself with, toxic exposure. So I love that we have this holistic, like truly holistic approach um, and not just narrowing in on one area, one body system, just hormones, just gut health. Like a combination of everything. Have you found um, any relation with like parasite cleansing and the cycle? Yeah, because there's a huge cycle with symptom flare-ups with hormones around the full moon. So most women ovulate with the full moon, menstruate with the new moon. So people whose symptoms are terrible at those times, I'm always thinking parasites because they're the times that parasites are most active as well. And um, especially people with like chronic period problems, chronic skin, acne issues. If they've tried everything, like we've already done the, the gut work, we've um, improved the, like just getting the bowels moving, we've restored nutrients, we've cleaned up their diet. If they're still struggling and it doesn't make sense, usually parasites are a driver. I've really found that to be true. And then do you find a link with like um, when you're rising in estrogen with like histamine yes. issues? Oh my God, yeah. Like my, my symptoms, my skin would break out around ovulation. It'd break out again around before my period. My food reactions would be much worse. I'd be so itchy. I'd get headaches. So any of those symptoms, um, when they're cyclical in pattern, it's often due to histamine because there is that estrogen histamine connection where one's high, the other one's high as well. Um, and particularly endometriosis is a huge link. Do you find it like the first half of the cycle or is it different for everyone? Um, For me, it's better when I'm on my period leading up to ovulation, when estrogen's a lot lower. And then that second half of the cycle, that's when I'd be more symptomatic, when estrogen is higher, because I had an imbalance with um, estrogen and progesterone. I was estrogen dominant. So that's why I was more symptomatic. But progesterone is anti-inflammatory, antihistamine, just balancing overall but I was missing the progesterone because my body was chronically inflamed, chronically stressed. So it makes sense. Did you um, do any like balancing protocols while you were parasite cleansing? Not really. 
No, because I just knew they'd be a waste of time, to be honest. Like, I was spending all of this money on, um, like, the parasite stuff and the gut stuff. I probably wasn't absorbing half of the supplements I was taking anyway. So I was like, let's just prioritize on the parasite stuff for now. Because um, I'd stopped ovulating for months. And the mold was driving my PCOS symptoms because it was causing insulin resistance. It was messing with my gut. Like, these are the drivers of PCOS. So, um, yeah. I think only last month, oh no, three months from when I moved, I started ovulating again. My body was just like, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm dealing with post-mold hair loss. I, don't, I didn't know that that was a thing. I knew that it was a trigger when you were in the mold. I never had that. It was about three to four months after I moved, my hair's like shedding, shedding, shedding. Even though I feel amazing, it's like on a delay from when I moved back in June. And I was talking to Dr. Todd about that. And I wonder too, if, because the hair, like that's where people measure metals for Mm. HTMA. It's like a detox mechanism. Yeah, I know. It's like when you go through a a virus or an illness or major stress on the body, you get hair loss three to four months later. That's exactly what's happening. So it's really frustrating because I've dealt with hair loss multiple times before. And the fact that I'm the healthiest I've ever felt but my hair loss is happening. I'm like, oh my God, something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's never ending. Um, put some minerals and oxygen yeah. on your yeah. mold in yeah. the hair. And then red light has really helped with mm-hmm. growth for mm-hmm. my hair. Um, yeah. I'm trying all this stuff, but I think it's just like riding it out, being patient, not stressing too much about it because that's going to make it worse. Yeah, and it's hard to tell women that when they're going through it. <laughs> like, it's one of the most like prized possessions I think yeah. we have is yeah. our hair. and. I remember living in mold, it was coming out like clumps in the shower Um, and it still kind of sheds, but I get a lot of new growth too. And, you know, like my hair grew like this much after like getting a hold of my health, even though it will still come out, it's growing. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was, I was like, if it was mold, it would have happened when I was in the mold, but I've ruled out my thyroid, I've ruled out iron issues my adrenals aren't too bad so it is definitely the mold that's causing it it's just on a delay from back in June because I pushed it pretty hard with the detox I think I pushed it a little bit too much at times so I was like I want to get better and then I literally yeah that sometimes that's so worth it because your mental health and your health like you're like okay I can trade a few things right Mm. like I've had, I've trade a lot of like simplicity in life for better health like there's these trade-offs right and I had to live a bit of a minimalist lifestyle. It's taught me not to be so attached to stuff because I threw a ton of things away. And now I'm just happy with like good food, clean water, clean air, and I'm good. I'm super excited. I'm so inspired by your story too. Oh, I just love it. You too. I just love, we're just like, you know, I think that what we went through is to be and like voice yeah. how our environment what impacts our health yeah and as rough as it was going through it I had to keep just telling myself this is happening for a reason it's so that you can learn and help others so now that I'm on the other side I can really see that that's true but when you're in it you're like why is this happening to me yeah and your vision I think get bigger once you get through it like I've watched a lot of my friends in the healthcare like once you go through it like that's when their business is exploded or the brands or like, because you have such a passion for it after you've learned, like, the 
how to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people can see, like, there was times where I didn't want to post on social media because I literally didn't feel like I could function. I didn't have the brain power. So people can, like, really tell a difference, even in the past couple of months. Like, I'm showing up more on social media. Um, recording podcasts is so much easier because before it was, like, scripted to the letter. Um, and now we can just free flow and have a conversation like we've done today. That's awesome. And well, I always finish up with a few questions before we go. So for you personally, what's one product that you couldn't live without? I love, I could do a supplement, but honestly, like your faith and your mindset, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I can't live without because I tell people when you don't have your mitochondrial function, the, the only thing you can control is your mindset. Like, okay, what do I, you know, let's simplify this. What do I need to do for the next month? I feel like anything can happen in three, your life can change in three months. Like cellular turnover happens in like about 90 days, right? Like. I always think of my life in those increments. Like Mm -hmm. when I was living in mold, I'm like, okay, I remember writing a story. Like I will get out of mold. I will have the life of my dreams. I will conquer this. And looking back, I can't even believe those feelings, but I had that mindset of like, oh, I can do that. And then that's what propelled me forward and started asking bigger and better questions. And then I worked with amazing people and it just like that, right there I was talking to someone else when you have a mindset of um like growing through the pain and like following more of your purpose I think that when you step into passions like your 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 health can make like a big turn yes absolutely and I think doing what you love as a job or just helping other people in that process it helps you heal as well so I totally relate is there a book that you can recommend on the subject of biohacking or detox or parasites? Um, for books, when I was like really in the thick of it, um, I read Neil Nathan's book um, just to educate myself more, but I didn't use any of his protocols. So the, <laughs> like, yeah. the information's good, but I'm not going to try them. I'll stick with the cell core stuff. Yeah, well, because when you can't uh, drain toxins, like why would you go after some of those pathogens? Mm. And there was just a lot of options. It can get overwhelming. And then I also really like Game Changers by Dave Asprey. That's a lot about the mitochondria. I used to work for him. And so I really? learned. That's why I got into biohacking. Interesting. Yeah. Um, You're like the female Dave Asprey. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully one day I can lead the women's biohacking movement. Yeah, better. definitely. And then um, I like, I'm about to read Carnivore Code. Um, mm-hmm. Some people have done super well with uh, what I've shadowed a few experts working with Cellcore and detoxification. Like carnivore can be really healing as an elimination diet, but also really nutrient dense when you've been so chronically like sick. And to just like wipe out gut inflammation while you're doing parasites. And then there, it's actually some of the most uh, vitamin like rich food, like, you know, the B vitamins in there, fat soluble, D, A, E, and K. And a lot of people experience like, you know, a mold patient, she was doing CrossFit like six months later, you know, cause she oh. just rebuilt her body so well on, and it's not for everyone like I said, but the more that I get into like, um, back to ancestral, I was vegan for way too long and plant, well, I was more plant-based, 
a lot of those um, vegetable fibers can cause a lot of inflammation and people think like green drinks and everything, but I found it to be a little disastrous for me. So I'm going to read carnivore code next and kind of implement more like really nutrient dense foods. Yeah. And if you're doing it, it would be the nose to tail version, not just like steak every single meal of the day. It's like no. a different, there's different variations. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I'm just, just now getting into that. Interesting. I'll have to follow along and see how you progress, hopefully for the better. <laughs> Is there a piece of takeaway advice that you want to leave the listeners with? Kind start start, start looking at your mitochondrial function. Um, that's kind of what I talk about in the biomarking nurse because the more you're working on your mitochondria, the immune system works better, the hormones. You even have mitochondria and cells of your gut. People just want to talk about the gut, but there's like cells in there. With, we, we need energy to like push toxins out to poop. Like, um, we like need Digest your food. Some of the most mitochondria-rich cells are our brain and our ovaries. Like, <laughs> we want those to be working, right? We want to be, like, um, the better we are able to reproduce, I feel like we're living in our natural state of being, like, and better mental health, better mitochondria, use light, you know, use grounding, use nature, and then address your mycotoxins and molds because they heart they rob the mitochondria and then parasite cleansing can also really help get back your oxygenation, your nutrient status. Um, you like so many things can change from this. This is how I recovered after seeing so many experts that would just throw a test at me, not put those pieces together and cost me way too much money. Yeah. People ask me all the time, like who helped you figure all this out? And I'm like, I did. Cause I was getting nowhere with, practitioners like conventional or functional holistic so it's been a journey but it's totally worth it and i'm sure that you agree so you mentioned your instagram page just remind everyone again where they can find you on instagram and your website so instagram is my main kind of thing because i like to share daily wellness tips but i just got a website at biohackingnurse.com where i'm going to be doing more I want to post interviews like this and, and we'll be doing way more with the newsletter, like top mitochondrial hacks coming out with just, I like to find the best products and be able to like show people. And I like to show people um, kind of what experts are saying that I trust. Cause I've, mm -hmm. I've had to try all these things first. I'm not just randomly choosing someone um, because they're, they have a cool, you know, outlook. It's like, I'm focused on people that are talking about the mitochondria, um, that are talking about environment, what really, really changed my life. I'm so excited to follow along in 2021. I think it's going to be your year. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been so fun and I'm glad that we got to connect. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you would love a free copy of my hormone-friendly recipes guide, please leave me a rating and review and I will email you a copy as a thank you gift. All you need to do is screenshot your rating and review and send it to me at hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. This guide contains delicious gluten, dairy, grain and refined sugar-free recipes and all the meals contain specific hormone superfoods. Don't worry, there are no boring salad recipes included. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Viva Natural Health as I share a ton of free content every day and you can get to know more about me and how I stay hormonally healthy. 
If you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk, for my blog and many free guides, which cover everything from clearing acne to gut health and hair loss. If you're ready to identify and address the root causes of your hormonal issues, whether that's acne, PMS, PCOS, hair loss, or problematic periods, take that first step today and apply for an enrollment call on my website. We'll use this call to discuss the steps that you need to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony and how I could help you get there. See you back here next week for another episode.